Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook and or email the House of Rams podcast. If you'd like to appear as a quick and easy way to find out or showcase what you're doing here direct from those running the show for us, we hope you enjoy this instalment.com. This podcast is recorded on Thursday, the 11th. Watch out for our next release. And thanks for listening. While we're in lockdown and the club is shut, I'm joined by. Well, it's quite a great pleasure to be joined by Ross Loveday, uh, who's a life member at the club, who is currently sitting in Bury St Edmunds, and I'm in Bishop Stortford. And by definition of you being a, a life member, Ross, you've been around the club for some considerable time. So, how welcome along. Thank you for joining us. How are you, you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. How are the family doing? Family are great. Um... As you probably know, um, I had a, a pacemaker fitted about two weeks ago, so I'm like like one of these little rabbits now, and I've got <laughs> lots of energy. Sure it's, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been really good. Oh, good, 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 good. And uh, uh, how are uh, Gavin and Reese, who many people will know from the from the club and their families? Still trouble. Still trouble. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nothing changes, Paul. <laughs> no, good, they, good. they've. They're fine. They're and fine. Uh, and your lovely wife, only, Chris. Yeah, the only, sorry, the only problem is, of course, we can't meet up with them. Yeah. It's about a year since we've seen um, Anna and Gavin. Well, it is just over a year because we all met up together and went to a restaurant in Bury St Edmunds for Chris's birthday on January the 25th, one year ago. And it was the children... All, all the whole family, and actually some friends in the street that we made. So that's the last time that we saw that we've seen Gavin and Anna. We've seen Reese and Joe, mm-hmm. but obviously we haven't. See, we can't see them yeah. as frequently as we like. And it's little Ashley's birthday coming up, and I'm afraid we won't be able to go there. Not at the present time because. Lockdown. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, happy birthday to Chris for a couple of days ago, and for and actually, a few. Yeah. yeah. So good, good. Lovely. And uh, um, how's Chris doing? Is she putting up with you at home? Okay. You Just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's good. Good kid. And good, good. she's been helping me with the um, rampages, which we really enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and it's given me an introduction back into the rugby club. Um. And I'm, it's been really good because I've got in contact again with people from my past. Uh-huh. And it's really been a pleasure. Some people from all over the place. Um, several people that um, Cliff and I coached when we were doing the coaching 30 years ago. Yeah. And so, it's so, been... Just- before you, before you go on there, I mean, the Rampages, some people won't have heard of that. So just what, yeah. what, 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 what was the concept of the Rampages you put together? The Rampages was a concept that uh, I thought that a lot of uh, the VPs um, would like to have more contact with the club. And it was a means of uh, connecting with them, really. And I think so I think well I know they've all enjoyed it because the replies I've had and I think they've enjoyed connecting up with people again as I've connected up with people so yeah I've really enjoyed it and I hope people have enjoyed reading it um, I've been surprised at how many people want to write something 
mm-hmm. reminisce. And we've had all sorts of uh, different styles and reminiscences. And the new one, the new one that's coming out is perhaps quite a serious one because unfortunately we've lost a couple of people. And so there's a little bit of um, eulogies in this one, uh-huh. but I've, there's a, also a little bit of humor as well in it as well, because I wanted to lighten it a little bit. So I've got a, a nice little article in there from okay. Ben Vrana, and it's quite nice. Excellent, excellent. Well, um, I mean, that comes out, you send that out by email, and I think um, it also goes onto the club website, and uh, That's right. can see it on, on, on there. There's, there's a number of editions there now as well, isn't there? So, yeah. Um, a little bit of... Uh, uh, like you say, reminiscing stories, yes. and there was some, I think there were some people who picked some teams from their their period yeah. as well uh, on yeah. there as well. So yeah, uh, and I think that was nice. And yeah. what I'd like to do is do not only the old um, clodgers like me, but your generation. And I I'd like to now introduce the people. You know, we've got some really good people running this rugby club now, and I'd like to introduce them all to the perhaps the older group, um, get behind, get behind the new management. Because yep. I like them. I think they're good people. And I think the club's on the way back. Well, it, it's not on the <laughs> way back. It's, yeah. it's a good club. Yeah. But I think that the spirit is good in the club. Mm-hmm. It's a good club, rugby club. I believe in the rugby club. I believe in the people. Yep. The people behind the rugby club are important and history is earned. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have put a lot of work in and that's where we are, where we are. I know perhaps we're not perhaps playing at quite the level that we would like to play at. Not yet, not quite. But not yet, yeah. I agree, but it'll come. Mm-hmm. And I think every big club, whether it's a football club or a rugby club, has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I think the foundation we've got is great. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. So, to what you played a long time ago now, I mean, we're going back a while there. I mean, does yeah. the, the grey cells go back? Can you remember what position you played? And that's gone off. <laughs> you just come off. Okay. Yeah. And I went to college in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And I played for a team called Uist. Um, and so we played games against Cardiff Training College, mm-hmm. all the other, Swansea University, Bangor University, or, you know. So it, it was a nice standard. We used to get thumped every year by um, Cardiff Training College. The boys in the club will enjoy that. <laughs> and I never, I never played against um, Gareth Edwards, but um, I played against... Bleding Williams, a chap called Bleding Williams, who was really, when we played them, he was a really good player. And he just run rings on me, yep. which wasn't hard, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you, I don't know, you've kept yourself quite fit over the years. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, so when did you stop playing? I mean, how long about, ago was that? About when I was in the early 40s. Mm-hmm. And we, I was started to play them for about the Saints. Mm-hmm. And I had a season with them. In fact, I captained the Saints around about the age of 40. But I knew then it was the bumps, you know, and I was self-employed. I couldn't take time off work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had to go in with a black eye or something like this, which 
didn't go down too well as an optician. <laughs> <laughs> no, indeed. I mean, because you, you had the shop in Old Harlow with uh, yeah. um, Loveday Opticians there and, yeah. and, and one in Stortford as well. I mean, yeah. do, do you can I tell you, go, go on, go can on. I tell you the story about that? Because, again, again, it's rugby club. Mm. I joined the rugby club in 1969. And the chairman at the time was a chap called Alex McGowan, who was an architect for, um, for Harlow Council. And we got quite pally. And he said to me, hey, Ross, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm an optician. I'm working at the moment in um, Tottenham. And he said, uh, do you want your own practice? I said, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. He said, you want to think of Harlow? In fact, you want to think of old Harlow because the optician in old Harlow has died and he's left his practice to his two sons who are not opticians. And he said, Harlow's going to grow and it could be good. So I took his advice, went to see the uh, two brothers and I bought the, um, the goodwill of the, the practice. Okay. And then I moved it to Mulberry Green and then I realised that I'd need to move it back into the high street just in case opposition came in. Yeah. So that was quite a big move for me financially because mm -hmm. I didn't have any money. I went to the bank and he said, how much have you got? And I said, well, I think it was about eight quid or something in my current account. <laughs> but then, uh, eight but quid was a lot of money, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> yeah. And he said, well, you know, you're a prof professional guy. And so I stayed with this one bank manager all the time. And he, mm -hmm. he lent me money all the time, really. <laughs> when, I, when I needed the one to buy the Bishop Stalford, he kind of lent me the money then. And that was a great buy. Uh -huh. So was that was that you bought another practice then, or, or did you set up? On yeah. Your own no, I bought another practice. Similar similar situation. Uh, mm -hmm. Guy had died, so I, you you're basically buying the record cards, mm -hmm. which starts you off again. And um, yeah, and that's yeah, it was a nice nice life. Mm -hmm. and, do you miss uh, do, you, do you miss your time as an optician? No, you're done with it now. I tell you the story, Paul. When I was getting into more into art and I was really enjoying my art and I entered a competition and um, um, it changed my life really because I came home from the rugby club one night and uh, my wife said, you better sit down here because you've got a phone call. I'd entered this competition in London and um, Prince Charles was the um, curator of it. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, he really likes your work. Anyway, his secretary phoned up that evening and said, he selected your work for the show in London. So hang on, uh, hang on. before you go, you'd come home from the rugby club one night. Yeah, I was so, so, so was it a, a Tuesday oh, was it night. Tray? It was a tray. It wasn't after a game, sort of. No, it was Saturday, Tuesday so. night. So you, you hadn't had too much to drink and this wasn't as No, all... no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And it was, uh, so it was, I went down to the opening and, um, uh, the woman who was organising the show said he's bought one of your works. Mm -hmm. And that evening he was on television and my work was behind him when he was doing an interview. Mm -hmm. And the next day um, there was a, an article in the Sunday Times about him curating and he mentioned my work. And so the phone just didn't stop ringing then uh -huh. from galleries. So I said to Chris, I was 55 and I said, look, Chris, I'd really like to give this a crack. Um, so what I plan to do is to sell the one practice in Harlow 
and I'll work part-time on the one in Bishop Stortford. I work three days a week as an artist and three days a week as a as an optician. And uh, she started to talk to me after a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a tricky time and she had faith in me. Uh-huh. Um, but I think sometimes in life, Paul, you have to risk it. You have an inkling that you want to do something. And I've always been a bit like that. And so money wasn't important. It was to take the challenge. And uh, I don't regret it one bit. I love it. And you're, and you're painted now. You do, Before we yeah. sort of start recording, you t- you're telling me every day. Yeah. Every day. Every. So uh, and, and, and lots of time every day you're, you're painted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it comes and goes. And some days are good, some days are crap. Some days <laughs> I come in and say, you know, it's just right off day today and then other days it go, it's gone good today mm-hmm. but some days it doesn't but it's down to me it's not yeah. down to anybody else uh-huh. and, and so, you, you you have a uh, website with uh, all yeah. your, your pictures on yeah. rosslovday.com but yeah. I mean that, the, the fact that you've got that website was it Dave Sharp that helped you set that up in the yeah. first place yeah lovely guy we go back a long way, and you know this, yep. because one of the best tours I ever went on, <laughs> probably the best tour I ever went on, was Dave Sharp invited uh, a chap called Paul Einan. No, Paul Einan's dad, I beg your pardon. Dave Einan and I. Dave Einan and I went on this uh, under-15 tour, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To Denver. Yep. yep. It was... It was great because I really got to know Dave well and, um, you know, we became great pals ever since. But we really enjoyed that tour. And what a lovely bunch of guys. <laughs> it you, was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. And we went, you remember, we went to Swansea Rugby Club and yep. they announced Harlow Rugby Club and the 15s are in the stand. In St. Helens, yeah, I remember it, yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. And they were so welcoming to us, weren't they? They were. They really looked after them as well. I mean, but the, the, the story before that, there's yeah. a story. I, I mean, the, the story before me that actually going on that tour is I came home from rugby training one night, said yeah. to my mum, I want to go on this rugby tour. And my mum, absolutely no way. You're not going on that rugby tour. You're too young. I just left uh, Hot Claw and I was into Mark Hall and I just started playing rugby again. Um, I think it was, yeah, I'm, I'm the same age now as my Owen is uh, yeah. now. And uh uh, and no way you're not going you're not going and we're having this argument um and, and my mum made me wash my kit in the sink uh in the kitchen sink after rugby because it wasn't allowed to go in the dishwasher with dishwasher the washing machine rather yeah. and yeah. uh we're scrubbing it and, and getting really annoyed and she yelled she said there's no way you're going on that that rugby tour unless your father goes with you and my, at that point my dad's face went ooh, ooh, uh, uh, uh. And he very calmly he said, "Well, I don't want to impose on Dave Sharp. I, I'll have to I have to ring my friend Ross to see if he'd come with me, and and then we wouldn't be in, in yeah. the situation." And so then his face, his excitement on his face at that point, because he knew that you were going to say yes. <laughs> it was it must have been the shortest conversation <laughs> ever. <laughs> and then he put the face. Well, Ross said he will go, and so I will keep an eye on him. <laughs> <laughs> And it, so we went on that tour, and uh, yeah, uh, it it was it was an awful lot of fun. I was so pleased that uh, when we went on that tour, and, and, and Dave, my, dad, my dad's know, picture there. Dave, Dave Sharp has done a lot for the rugby club as well, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he's the most unlikely guy to manage a rugby team. <laughs> yep. But he did it very well, and all the boys respected him. Yep. Yeah, did we, a lot we, of time for him. We did, and uh, I mean, it was well, a few years back, we had a reunion game. Yeah. Um, and in, in that memory of uh, of what we got through then, but honestly, yeah. it was it was a great it was a great team. We had some great, well, brilliant players in that team at the time. Yeah, and uh, it did. and nice guys and yeah. a real mix. Yeah, and that's the thing I like about the rugby club. It doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, what colour you are, what religion. Mm-hmm. You're only measured on how good a rugby player you are, what kind of lad you are. And you know that rugby club has saved a few souls over the years. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, and probably um, the reverse as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah quite, very possibly, yeah. But, but seriously, I think um, a lot of boys benefited from the rugby club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's indeed. the serious bit. I, I see. I remember you. Uh, you came of down course. and did a, a coaching piece because you were coaching the Colts at the time. I think yeah. with Cliff, um, yeah. and you and you ran a coaching session with us, and we uh, um, we had a move, and we called it Brownie Ball after Darren Brown, uh, yeah. the the the, the winger who sadly passed away uh, a few years ago now. But yeah. uh, uh, but we ran that move so many times, and it, it, if other people were playing in that wing, we didn't score. But if Brownie was playing in that wing, we scored because. I don't know what you told him, but you told him something at that point in time. This is where you need to run. This is the line. And no one else could run it like he did. He, he was quick, wasn't he? He was quick. Very, very quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. But you had, you had some really good players on that side. Yep. Yeah, we did. Um, we, had to, we had some cracking players. It was, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people wouldn't know. I didn't get into that team a, a lot of the time. I was a sub a lot of the time. Now, a lot of people will know that and will enjoy reminding me of that at the time. But it was, I wasn't a good player at that point in time, but it certainly inspired me to be a better player and, uh, um, uh, yeah, and to, to, to go on to do bigger and better things afterwards. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to name them because they're all going <laughs> to, they're all going to say, well, why didn't you name me? Because I'll forget someone. <laughs> well, it's funny what people remember because. Um, I played scrum off and I was probably the worst passer of the ball that you could ever oh did you teach Lee Harron is that why he's such a bad <laughs> no <laughs> but, but the person who remembered this was a chap called Gary Phillips mm-hmm. who also was a scrum off and he said oh but when we got in touch about uh, this business with the uh, rampages he said oh by the way you haven't learned to spin pass yet <laughs> I said I'm nearly there now. <laughs> All these years old. Oh, nearly, nearly. <laughs> nearly there. Oh, dear, I oh did. So, so you were coaching with um, Cliff as well, weren't you? So, yeah, that was, uh, a, good that was yeah. a good period. Were you, you were, did, you, did you come through the club or were you, were you just uh, with, with, was it yeah. age group or, or were you uh, just coming in for the, co- the, for the Colts then? Well, we finished rugby, both of us. And Cliff and I were close mm-hmm. and we got on, well, Cliff became chairman mm-hmm. and I was vice chairman mm-hmm. and uh, he was, um, he was an interesting guy, Cliff, um, but I liked him. Um, you knew where you were with him. There was no messing about it, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our days when we were doing the cults was very enjoyable. I, I felt at times I was out of my depth because I, I wasn't a teacher. Mm-hmm. 
And I suppose I was just enthusiastic, as Cliff was. So we we did our best. We had a very good set of players, very good players. And we travelled around the country and we played top-class sides. We went to Bristol, played Bristol. We went to beat uh, Leicester. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it was good, and, but we had some class players, really class players. And um, do any do any of those come to mind now when you reflect back? Well, I think I think it was on the first run pages. I said that the guy that really impressed me was Wayne Keynes. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderful player. But Lee Harren was a good. Oh, I can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, some really good players there, you know, and but they were some really nice guys as well. And uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, Adi, you know, they they a lot of nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you're smiling, you're thinking of something that you're not giving away. I'm wondering what you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I don't want to mention too many names, they were really nice lads. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of time for those lads. And a lot of them have gone on, you know, and I think I've become really good mates with them. Uh-huh. And uh, whenever I see them, my eyes light up because, yeah. and I hope the fe- I hope generally the feeling's good. And unfortunately, Cliff isn't, he died, you see, of cancer. Yeah. And that's a, uh-huh. But I think he had the same feeling as well. Uh-huh. He was very proud of them. And um, they, they, they knew, I think, that we weren't technically that good. But we give everything to it, uh-huh. and we we're so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Now you you mentioned Addy, so I'm going to use that now to get yeah. Addy Addy to come on one of these and uh, have a conversation yeah. with me, Darren Addy. Yeah. So watch out if you're listening, Addy, and I know you listen, Addy, but <laughs> but you got to come and uh, 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 come and say hello. So um, so you you coached at the, you're a player, you've coached at the club. And you went into sort of the you mentioned vice chairman, but did you did you have other roles in the club there as well? Yeah, um, well, you know, I was captain several times of different sides: first team, second team, fourths in the end. But also, I like the entertainment side of the club. And um, Chrissy, my wife, uh, we used to run the um, dinner dances. You know, dinner dances were very popular in those days. And then we started a thing called run promotions down the club. In other words, trying to get bands to come and play at the club. And now, uh, that was a really nice period, that. Yeah. Now, you, now I read somewhere, and I forget yeah. where I read this, that you yeah. used to run a music club in Cardiff. Is uh, no, it, 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 well, no, I was, well, I was at college at Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And for the first two years, um, I probably... <laughs> Didn't pay enough attention to my college work, but I, because I started a um, a venue mm-hmm. in my little hometown of Pengam, and it was a, a music venue. We we booked groups yeah. to play there, and uh, we booked. We had some really good bands there, and I was used to read Melody Maker every week and New Music Express, and try and get some of the good bands that played on the London circuit down to Wales, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was. And it was a good period. I really enjoyed him. with some good bands there. And so I, I kind of brought that into then into the rugby club. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was lucky. I worked with some really good guys there. 
uh, Terry Mosley, um, Pete Bishop. We called ourselves Plum Promotions. Mm -hmm. We never undersold anything. You know, it was always the big time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had groups like Cliff Bennett and Rebel Roses and Marmalade and various different, or oh, the Overtures were good. Yeah, is, is, is that how you got to know Marcus Russell? Or was that, uh, am I making that leap and it's not quite true? Well, he knew I liked a lot about music. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he wasn't big in music. He was, he had a band called Latin Quarter at the time. Mm -hmm. And then he took over a band called The Bible. And I really liked The Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, they were a very, they were a Cambridge band. And they had one really good record that almost made it before he became, he found Oasis. But mm -hmm. we, yeah, we became good friends. And he, he gets on very well with my wife because he came from Ebbuvale and Chris comes, came from Tredega, so which is quite, yeah. quite close. Yeah. So we had a lot in common and we've always kept in contact. We, we still keep in contact. And um, it's a nice relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he comes back to the club, you know. He does, yeah. Mm -hmm. And quietly, and everybody leaves him alone, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And he comes in and just does, and he, he loves it. Mm -hmm. And I always remember he, he was, I had a lot of time for this, because when Spooner died, he was a very busy man, right? Mm -hmm. With a certain band called Oasis. And <laughs> yeah. And I looked round in the ch in the church, and right at the back was Marcus. He'd come to that to see Spoon. He wanted to have his presence there, mm -hmm. and um, he's like that. He does things that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. um, he does it quietly. Nice guy. Yeah. Let's so, stop on that. One. No, it's fine. No, we'll move on. Um, so. The, these roles that you've had at the rugby club, because you've been a trustee, you've a vice chairman, you mentioned, um, uh, and uh, I haven't managed to get any other trustees on just yet, but I've got Ian Gallantry in my sights and I'm going to get him <laughs> on at some <laughs> you'll, point. You'll enjoy goals. <laughs> I, I, I was lucky enough to have a conversation with him and Mike Ryland when we were delayed in Newquay, coming, trying to fly back from a tour then, but I'm going to leave that for when we have a conversation with, 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 uh, with Ian. Uh, later, but uh, yes, it's, it's fascinating. Um, and that, that I wasn't, was I wasn't afraid of many people, right? When I played rugby, <laughs> but I was always afraid of Ian because if that ball didn't go in slightly towards our side, when he put the ball into a scrum, he pinned me to the wall and said, "Look, I don't want the ball in straight. I want it slightly." Remember mm. that he went, <laughs> get it in. When that hand goes down, he's got to get in. I go, oh my God. <laughs> it's a bit like when I played with John. <laughs> you did yeah. mess with him, I tell you. <laughs> a bit like when I played with John Locke and uh, yeah. if it, Lockie, jumping in the yeah. liner. Yeah, and so it, if Lockie threw the ball in and it wasn't straight, it was never his fault. It was always your fault for not jumping at the right time or not lifting at the right time. And absolutely terrifying at the same time. So. I remember going back when we, I was coaching and the first uh, hooker, before Lockie, was a chap called Paddy Campion. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice guy, laid-back Irish guy, really nice fella. But Lockie wanted the position. Yeah. And no way was anybody going to stop him. So yeah. Paddy said, if he wants it, let him have it. I'll play somewhere else, he said. <laughs> <laughs> of course, John being John went on and yeah. 
on to big things. He's coming on here as well at some point. Him Great. and Addy together. That's why I want Great. to get the, get the pair of them on there. I think they've got plenty plenty to share with us. So that'll be an, you'll have to beep beep on that one. I tell you. <laughs> I, did have, one, I did one with did that one. <laughs> yeah, I did one with Prindy and Kerry. We had to restart it twice because that was the only one I've done with a beer good. in my hand. But uh, yeah. uh, there we go. Good. So, so, uh, so tell me, tell me some more. What, what sort of other things about the, uh, that club, getting involved in the running of the club and things like that? What, what got you excited and what sort of? Uh, why did you get why did you get involved and put put yourself out there to do those roles? Uh, well that's why we're here, isn't it? We're here to do things. You're not here to be passive. You've got to take a positive. I've always believed in being positive. All right, it doesn't always pay off, but hopefully percentage-wise it pays off. And you you put in something to society or what have you and it, it pays off it's it's important to to, to realize your potential i think mm-hmm. and to contribute i've always believed that mm-hmm. so but i like uh, i mean selfishly i suppose i like the camaraderie of it mm-hmm. i like the friendship and um it it's it gave me and my family an awful lot the rugby club I'm indebted to it, absolutely indebted to it. I'm a wonderful social life and really good friends. Friends now that are still, still my friends mm-hmm. after all these years. You know, some of them I met 50 years ago, yep. which, which is great. Uh-huh. Oh, of course, of course. Now It's just sometimes you're lucky that you go to a place and everything clicks. And that's what happened when Chris and I came to Harlow. We got our little flat near the swimming pool, went down to the rugby club and felt immediately at home and was made welcome. And I, that's what I feel about the club now. It's got to welcome people. And everybody who comes through that door is made welcome. So now as people come through that door now, they're yeah. going to see the big ram's head that, that you crafted and put together for uh, for the opening of the new clubhouse. Yeah, uh, I mean, I knew you as a painter. I didn't know you as a, a sculptor as well. And, and no, did I? <laughs> Is that the first time you did it, though? No, no. Uh, I, I think I made about... Um, I'd never made it. I'd made sort of um, marquettes and things like this and little constructions... And um, I had a ch- chat to the gallery in London and they said, have you ever tried doing these in bronzes? So I did a couple in bronze and they, they liked them. I think I made about seven different pieces, nothing like as big as the ram or as figurative as the ram. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pricey said to me, you know, he knew my work and he said, can you do the ram? And of course we had a ram, a paper mache ram. Mm-hmm. But I didn't particularly want it to look too much like that. I wanted it to be a bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I knew I wanted it to, to be in bronze because, and I wanted it to be rough looking. Um, and and slightly and forbidding a bit. Yeah. So you were not going to mess with this one. <laughs> and, and so, so um, I had a connection where I do my printing near Orford, a, a foundry there, and. I, 
I said, this is how I want to do it. And, and slowly we, we got it done. Yeah. How long did it take you? Overall, back and forth, probably three months. Three months. Wow. Wow. One of the hardest things was to, to mount it, first of all, because I, I wanted to put it on. Um, I wanted to give it presence. Mm -hmm. So we used um, steel, a steel box. And I, I was lucky enough to meet a good guy there. He said, he said, I'm going to give you an idea. We're going to coat it with oil and then burn the oil on it to give it that texture. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's worked out. Really, and I've just done another one, funny enough, but not a run. I've yeah. done King and Queen. Um, it's only I haven't shown it yet. It's in my house, in in the hallways, big. Yeah. And um, it's two figures, the king and the queen, and they're all um, bashed about a bit. Figures they're um, damaged. Uh -huh. But the significant thing is that the crown, and what it's to represent is that they are human beings, and they've got this huge responsibility. The crown, but they're fragile people as well. Mm -hmm. So a hell of all is resting on their shoulders. That's what I wanted to get over. And it's the king at the front and slightly behind the queen. Yeah, so anyway. I'd love to see a picture. You have to see, yeah, we'll have to send that, uh, a picture of it through. If, yeah. it, did you say it's completed or is it uh, it's still, it's still finished. It's finished. Oh, yeah, send a, send a photo through and we'll, yeah. we'll get that published as well. That'd be good. So we, I mean, we've talked about um, sort of rugby tours. Did you go on any yeah. other rugby tours with the, the, the clubs you were playing for? I think I said a bonus, Paul. Is that a... <laughs> I've got the limit. I've found the limit. There we go. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you you've got red as well. Wow. Um, okay. So 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 what we should recommend is people buy you a drink at the bar <laughs> when we're open again uh, and ask you that question when it's not, when it's not being recorded. <laughs> well, hey, uh, wouldn't that be nice when we're open again? Mm -hmm. I think that's what everybody wants, you know. The one thing, and I think this is the thing that people realise, you don't realise what you've lost until you, no, you don't realise how much you like a thing until it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, a simp, it was a simple thing that, like that, of just going to um, the VP dinner, um, really nice events, you know, and the, the camaraderie there and the goodwill. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd probably, yeah, just, I don't like to reminisce too much, but it's nice to look back a little bit. It's also nice to look forward to as well. It is nice to look forward to. Looking forward to the next time we can sit around the table uh, yeah. and uh, have those conversations uh, and look out, watch the team play and see how it's going. Um, yeah. Yeah, and how, the, how, the, how the club has developed, you know, mm -hmm. you know, wonderful, um, wonderful facility. And we, we've got a duty now for all those youngsters like we did. We were welcomed mm -hmm. in and the club should welcome in the youngsters just as much now and uh, a fabulous facility. And we should use it more. Mm -hmm. um, your dad organised a curry night because we've got a curry club as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it was his turn. And he said, look, we're going to meet up first of all at the rugby club before we go to uh, Bush Fair Curry mm -hmm. House. 
and we did. And it was really nice because uh, I was quite surprised at how many people are there early evening for mm -hmm. a drink. Uh, little meetings going on. And all the, our guests who were not rugby people loved the atmosphere there. Mm -hmm. And I would say to people, it's a nice place to meet up and do a little bit of business there. Mm -hmm. Or just socialise it early evening. Yeah. Excellent. No, indeed. Indeed. There's when another one. When we could do it. <laughs> when we could do it again. Yeah, when we could do it again. We're all itching yeah. to do it. And uh, yeah. at the moment, we just take it that we could actually get together in it anyway, even if it was in the garden or in the, um, uh, what's it called, in the field and get the, yeah, the we'll teams be, together. So We'll be back. We will be. next year. We will be. We will be. Yeah. So, um, I know um, as you, you've been listening to some of these podcasts, you've been uh, uh, sort of paying attention to what's been going on uh, around. Is there anything you're tempted to get involved with moving forward? I've got a wry smile out of you again. Um, well, I am a little bit at the moment, but... Um, I think there's a few things going to come to the surface with the rugby club soon, mm -hmm. and I think there's some going to be some nice developments going to take place. Okay. And I think that will involve not only me but a lot of people. Uh -huh. Okay. Positively. I, I I like the way that you are leaving us in suspense to make us yep. come and listen again. Well, and, uh, because see because it's on. not my it's not my decision. Mm -hmm. But I agree with it, and I think uh, the future's bright. Okay, good, 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 good. So, let's just as we uh, sort of wrap up sort of our conversation today, just some of the things I've been asking people has been coming to the end. If the club had infinite money and money wasn't an object, do you is is there something that you think that the club should invest in for for the future and to to sort of pay dividends as we move forward? I don't like uh, I don't like the notion of having too much money. I think it's always good in life to have to be a little bit hungry uh -huh. because it drives you. But if we just spend any money, I would spend it on the youth. Mm -hmm. I would have really good coaching for the youth. Well, obviously for the first team. For all, all players, but I think the youth is very important. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Okay. So, I mean, just to, to plan that, I mean, you, you spent some time coaching some youth teams. Yeah. What would you, to anyone that was thinking about getting involved in that coaching and anyone that was thinking about, doing a bit more or, or perhaps having a bit of a tough time at the moment thinking about what you could do now what what would you say to them about why coaching is important well you give him back mm -hmm. you you you've been lucky um to have been coached mm -hmm. people have given you the, the time but now it's your time you've come to the end coach and you know there were some very talented lads that played 30 years ago now I wish some of those had gone back into coaching I know your, your life you go into business and 
perhaps that takes over a little bit in life. But yeah. if you can manage to give a bit of time to coaching, the rewards are terrific. I was really pleased when I came down and saw a really nice chap called Neil Bogus, right? Yeah, yeah. Boggy, Boggy. Coaching the ladies, yeah. Sorry. And I was really surprised uh-huh. because he didn't look the type to do that. He's a quiet chap. And I thought, well done, Neil. And the next thing he told me, he said, Ross, I'm starting my own business. Good for you. Good for you, lad. He, that made a big impression on me, that, because he was quite a lad. He wasn't the extrovert that a lot of rugby guys are. And yet he's come back and taken on a role like that. Uh-huh. Good for him. Well, you did, you've done a bit of coaching, so that's yeah. great. Mm. And you know it is rewarding, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It can be the most frustrating thing in the world, but it can be the most rewarding at the same time. One week to the next, they're never the same. So well, that, that's why after the after every game that the Colts played, Cliff and I got our kit on and went for a run. And it was just <laughs> it was just to get the nervous energy out of our system. Yeah. And uh, we also wanted to work up a thirst. So we can go to the bar and justify having a few pints. <laughs> well, well, you found a way, haven't you? You, you were uh, a rugby player, then you were racing. Co- I, I can't remember if we spoke about racing club Laram on the um, on the call or just beforehand, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then uh, and cycling. then into cycling as well. So you, you've yeah. always worked up a thirst. <laughs> yeah, found a way yeah. to work up a thirst. Yeah. No, now it's golf. Now it's golf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, so, I mean, I think I know the the answer to the, the the other two questions that I tend to ask at the end is is what do you miss about rugby, and what makes you proud about the club? And I think you've uh, well, I've least, answered it, haven't I? I think you really have, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, really. Enor- enormously proud of that club. Mm-hmm. And what are you what are you looking forward to? Um. It would give me enormous pleasure if some of the people that Cliff and I coached mm-hmm. gave back a little bit now and realised how much that club gave to them. Mm-hmm. That, that to me probably would be more than anything. You'd love to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see one of those guys one day becoming chairman. Okay, yeah. I, when Cliff retired, I didn't think I had it in me to take on the job as chairman Mm -hmm. because it's a hard job. Um, uh, I don't think I could have done it. Mm -hmm. I don't regret not doing it. But I think I made the right decision because Cliff was hard and he made difficult decisions at times and, and sometimes it made him unpopular. And, and Mick was a good chairman, but he was hard as well. And I think you need to be sometimes. Um, but I, I would, there's enough talent in those lads that were coming through that one of them could take on the club. Mm. You could. (laughs) 
not just yet. Not just yet. Not, maybe maybe well, that's, yeah. that's the problem, Paul, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because your career takes over. And it, it, it is tricky. But as Ryan... I know, I, I, yeah, I know Ryan, how big a job it is, yeah. As, as Ryan always tell, told me, and I, I've always remembered this, he said, if you want something done, ask a busy man. <laughs> he said that to me many times as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's very true. You find a way, don't you? And and yeah. let, let's be honest, you look at the people who uh, are running the club for us today, none of them signed up to deal with the rubbish that they've got to deal with at the moment, but they're all getting on with it uh, and put, uh, and pulling us through. So, uh, yeah. we, we've, got lot, mm. I've got a lot of time for them as well. I'd like to do, um, I'd like them to do a little bit of piece about themselves for rampages, as I say, to to bridge the gap a little bit. Yeah. Especially, um, what do you call the guy who's your um, mani uh, playing manager? Tux? Yeah, Tux, Joe Rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, got a lot of time for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd like to find out what makes him tick a little bit and why why he's become involved. And, yeah. You know, what, what he gets out of it. There's, there's a couple of podcasts you can listen to with yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I, rec I recorded one on Tuesday, Tuesday Monday, yeah, you, Monday yeah. night. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that'd so, be uh, good. that's um, they, 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 it's worth a listen there. Um, yeah. Now, um, no, I mean, thank you very much for your time <laughs> today. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I was really looking forward to having this conversation uh, yeah. and, and sort of getting a bit of a buzz. And I, I remember saying to my dad once that if me and you had timed, teamed up to do something, we'd have got something uh, really quite special done. And uh, there's still time. So yeah. so maybe we, maybe that will still happen. But I'd encourage anyone who um, uh, uh, sort of sees you at the club to buy you a pint and have a have a chat with you. Sit down well, maybe, try, hey, take you out at dinner and stuff like that. And, not uh, too many these not days. Not too many, not too many now, <laughs> no. And... Uh, uh, and just have a chat with you, and uh, I think that the everyone would take a lot away from that conversation. So, uh, so yes, thank you very much. Thank you for everything you've done for the club because you did you did stuff before I was there, uh, while I was there, and still continue to do stuff. And uh, you you are yeah, I mean, well, you sculpted the the Rams yeah. head in there, so everyone's going to uh, be able to see that forever more now. So, thank you very much, Ross. I've really enjoyed this, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure, Paul. Take care. Yeah, been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on paulowenynan at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening. Bye.